Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is City Commissioner um, Omar Sabir, who's now the chairman of the City Commissioners. Uh, Omar, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Okay, so... Um, we know that uh, City Commissioner Lisa Dilley was the chair of of the City Commissioners. What what happened? Uh, so every uh, four years we do a restructuring, uh, just like uh, City Council, where we uh, redefine where our rules are going to be, what our roles are going to be, and uh, we took a vote. And Chairwoman Dilley was nominated, and she did not uh, second uh, her motion, and uh, she so she basically. If you listen at home, uh, it's like when someone nominates you and say, hey, we want you to do this job, you have the option to either accept it or decline it. And she declined it. And then I was nominated by Commissioner Seth Bluestein as chair. And um, that's what happened. It was a two to zero vote. All right. So it's only three of y'all. Correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not like... You know, I mean, had y'all already decided that that this was going to happen, and was there some, uh, was there something behind it? Was some some reason for the change? Because as far as I know, she's been the chair for a while now. So was there some reason behind this change? Well, uh, you know, when I took office in 2019, I came on uh, this show uh, quite frequently. You know, I said I wanted to make the office uh, more accessible, more transparent, and more modernized. And as we sort of look at uh, our vision about how we wanted to see uh, the office to be uh, ready for 2024 to meet the demands of 2024, you know, you can't keep on doing the same old things uh, over and over again. So we just went in a different direction. Again, it's not a slight against uh, Vice Chair Alisa Dilley. I love Alisa Dilley. You know, uh, love her mother. She loves my mother. They're basically family. And you're going to see her more. It's not like you're not going to see uh, Chairwoman Daly, but we just sort of revamped a few things uh, to meet the 2024 demand. I mean, elections are not the same as, as they were in 2020. There's so many different new rules, regulations, technology updates. So we had to do things a little bit different to meet the demand for 2024. I heard the staff were complaining. Is that is that what happened? No, no, no. I mean, no, no. I mean, you know, as, as you know, we have an operation over 100. Uh, 80 people full-time employees, mm-hmm. a little over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can fluctuate. I mean, it takes about 10,000 people to run an election. We bring in thousands of part-time and seasonal workers. I mean, you know, it's just the operation of the business. You know, you have to, you know, run with people. But again, there wasn't no sort of like, it wasn't nothing negative about it. It wasn't like, oh, no, gosh, I hate you, and you leave, and it wasn't a bad environment. It's just a change. That's all it was, it's just to meet the demand of 2024. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I love Lisa Dilley. We love Commissioner Bluestein. We all are friends, you know, but sometimes you have different ideas about things and how you want to do administration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all it was. Hmm. So what's going to be different? You talk about the need for, for change. What is going to be different as we uh, move into 2024 with you now as the chair of the city commissioners? Well, I, I know the first thing. uh you know, and when we issue our, our payroll checks, that process is going to be a lot uh, faster. So if you work on the polls, you definitely will receive uh, your paycheck a lot faster. 
you're going to see the city commissioners uh, in your community a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this change uh, sort of made it easier so that where the commissioners can be outside the community. We're mm-hmm. definitely going to see more advertising and purchasing of uh, radio shows, TV commercials, social media buys. Uh, we, we feel strongly that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, um, so, th- of course, this is a huge uh, election coming up. And there is, uh, quite frankly, there's been some threat to how this election is is going to be carried out. Uh, Donald Trump, who is the presumptive Republican nominee at this point, uh, has called for his followers to come to Philadelphia and, quote, guard the vote. So how are we preparing for people who might want to come to Philadelphia to cause trouble, quite frankly, while people are voting in this upcoming election? Well, he, he said that in 2016, right? So, you know, they're, they're always going to say that. And one thing that I always said was that uh, here in Philadelphia, you know, we have pride inside our community. We're not going to allow anyone to come inside our community. We're going to defend ourselves. Uh, but we have increased our budget. We have increased uh, our security. Uh, we have increased and better our procedures and policies the way how we sort of operate. But at the end of the day, it's just all talk and it's just designed to make you feel like it's not safe and that you don't want to come out. Our elections will and have always been safe. I mean, we never had any incident. And again, he's been saying the same sort of nonsense uh, since 2016. I mean, they always say it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we never had any incidents here. And it's important and crucial that the, that the listeners need to know that they want you not to vote. That's the whole goal of everything for you not to participate in this beautiful franchise that Octavius Cotto sacrificed uh, his life for in 1871. So we have to keep on on the things that we know how to do. And the matriarchs and the patriarchs, you have the power. You have to understand that the aunties, the uncles, you have the power and influence to talk to the younger voters, 1835, to encourage them to come out, and then your peer group. So we are the ones that's going to decide who's going to be the next president, next governor, United States Senate, Congress. It all comes down to right now, the black and brown vote. Mm-hmm. So um, we did have somebody come here, though, um, you know, while the votes were being counted. The two guys came up from, I think, Virginia in a Jeep with a whole bunch of guns. You remember that? Yes, I remember they came. But uh, I mean, they were arrested and, and charged and all of that. They were here. Yeah. They were here. I mean, they were here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I give you that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, uh, we have great law enforcement. Yes. Uh, the FBI alerted Philadelphia police. So they were, on, they were on look. So by the time they got to Philadelphia, they got down to the convention center, they were uh, intercepted. Mm-hmm. And I guess the sad thing about it, of it all, really, is not even so much that part. It's the part that they got arrested. They were released on bail. Mm-hmm. And while they were out on bail, they went down to January 6th and got arrested. So yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, so we have to strengthen uh, laws. We have to strengthen uh, state, federal, and local laws to protect uh, elected officials. Yes. Uh, that's one of the things we've been advocating for down in D.C. Mm-hmm. I've been spending all my summers going down there, advocating to Congress for more resources and better protection yes. of the election process and investing in it. And what we truly believe is that the more education that we have about our community, that's going to fight the disinformation because a lot of these people are just misguided about lies mm-hmm. about the election process. Mm-hmm. So the more transparent that we are, mm-hmm. which I hope that this change uh, that we made will make our office more transparent. The education will be out there. That's going to sort of 
cut down on all of the nonsense and misinformation. Yeah. Now, of course, the elections now aren't just about election day because people can vote in advance uh, through mail in voting. So can you tell us um, how mail in voting works and if under this new structure uh, that's going to be streamlined as well? Oh, yeah. So we're very excited. We're actually going to have those satellite locations. We're bringing those satellite locations back this year so that uh, we'll have uh, 10 satellite locations in the locations that we're going to open. They're going to be open all year long. So that's what we're budgeting for. So you'll be able to vote early there. You'll be able to get whatever information you need, whatever registration forms. You don't have to come all the way down uh, to City Hall. And so that's definitely something that we're going to uh, have. So it's going to definitely be easy uh, for you to vote. Uh, the deadline for you to apply for your vote by mail ballot is April the 16th. That's 5 p.m. sharp. So you have it for April 16th. But I highly recommend that if you're planning on voting by mail, that you do it uh, as soon as possible. Because if you wait until, let's just say, 4.50 on April the 16th and you turn your application, if you make a mistake, not going to be a way where we can sort of rectify that. So we're encouraging everyone to do it now. Take advantage of it. You can go to our website at vote.fillet.gov to apply. Or if you don't have access to the internet, you can call our office at 215-686-3462. 215-686-3462. We will bring you a paper application form. We will actually wait while you complete the form to have it on. So we're here for you. And then we'll also be in the community as well. Uh, coming up, it's a shame to plug, on well, Martin Luther King Day, mm-hmm. we will be at uh, the ShopRite on 34th at Fox Street mm-hmm. from 11 to 3. We'll be on the Parkside location, 11 to 3. We'll be at the Oregon Avenue location, 11 to 3. And on Island Avenue from 11 to 3. Mm-hmm. We'll also be at Broad and uh, Morris. We'll be at uh, Gerard College as well. We'll be there uh, all day long. So... We'll be there, here for you. We'll have the voter registration forms. We'll have both by mail forms. And again, we're also going to have an unprecedented series of community workshops. Mm-hmm. We'll we have a partnership with the libraries. So we'll be out about 30 stops a night all across the city. So that's in addition to our satellite locations. And that's also in addition to our mobile staff drop-off locations where we'll have additional places where people can return their ballots. So we're going to have an unprecedented number of community outreach uh, mm-hmm. coming up in 2024. All right. Well, uh, would love to learn more about that and uh, love the fact that, that you guys are doing that. And again, you know, congratulations on becoming chair. I do have one more question regarding the upcoming, upcoming election. Um, when is the deadline for people to register to vote for the upcoming election? And what are the ways in which they can do so? Monday, April 8th, at 11.59 p.m. is the deadline for you to uh, get registered. Now, the registration date, a lot lot of people are listening, saying, hey, I'm already registered. I've been registered for 20 years. I don't need to get registered. But Pennsylvania is a closed primary. So that means if you're an independent voter, a lot of people are unaware that they're independent voters, you're not going to be able to vote for a candidate in that uh, election. You have to pick a party. You're a Democrat, Republican, Working Families Party, Green Party, in order to nominate a candidate for the primary election. So you have until April 8th at 11.59 p.m. If you would like to change uh, your registration, uh, 
again, you have until 1159 to change your address. So we're definitely encouraging everyone. You can go to vote.fillit.gov to check your registration, or you can call our office at 215-686-3462, and we can check and see and verify, you know, what's your registration, uh, political affiliation, or, you know, the address if you want to check up on it. But that's definitely... Um, the deadline of April 8th. And real quick, if I can, if I may, yeah. this, can I say what's on, going to be on the ballot? Yeah, what's going to be on the ballot? Yes, yes. Because a lot of people don't understand what's at stake. When okay. I tell people that this is the most important election in our lifetime, they look at me sometimes like I'm side-eyed. We have the President of the United States. We have the United States Senator. We have Congress. We have the State Attorney General, the State Auditor General, State Treasurer, State Senate in the high districts. Uh, every state representative, the delegates to the national convention, and there's going to be a ballot measure as well, which I believe is going to be about uh, abortion, about, about abortion rights. So it's very important. A ballot measure from the state? Yes, I believe. That's what I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I believe it's. They were, I believe there was conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely know officially from the Secretary of State what it is, but I do believe it's going to be a ballot measure uh, regarding abortion. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think all of that is is critically important. And, you know, they sneak that stuff on the ballot uh, and, uh, you know, folk don't know about it. So that's good. I'm glad that that you mentioned that we will follow up on that uh, and have some conversations about it. So uh, Omar Sabir, uh, new chairman of the city commissioners of Philadelphia, they run the elections here. And I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 